Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and it's Sunday, the 14th of August in the year 2022, and I am broadcasting from a lovely twilight hour in Escazú, Costa Rica. And, well, it's been an exhausting ride now, hasn't it? I, I posted on Instagram today and said, I'm exhausted. Yes, it's it's been exhausting. And one of the reasons it's still exhausting is because today the sun is opposite Saturn. And it was that at 1.11 p.m. It was exact. And the sun is in Leo and Saturn is in Aquarius. And this has been part of the fixed sign kerfuffle that we've been in the last two weeks. And it started when Mars met Uranus in Taurus two weeks ago at the spot that Uranus is just staying in since July and is going to stay in until October. And this is something that when Mars and Uranus get together, as you know, as we've talked about for the last few weeks, it brings all sorts of surprises and triggers and things. And I certainly got triggered. I definitely got triggered. And I've been working with this energy ever since. And I think we all have. And this is this has been a lot of events. So there was Mars and Uranus. And then the moon was in Scorpio at the south node, opposite Mars, Uranus, and the north node. And then uh, we kind of morphed on over to gearing up for the full moon that happened on Thursday. Now that full moon was intense because it was with Uranus again, making a square to the, the full moon. And then, you know, the moon meet, you know, met with Saturn and now the sun is meeting with Saturn. So it's been one thing after another. And if you have noticed, it is one theme. So whatever kerfuffle it started with for you two weeks ago and wherever you might have gotten triggered or realized or had, you know, like I said, there would be synchronicities, there would be realizations, there would be big open ideas, there would be genius and brilliance and chaos, but then there's also just like getting hit with something that you weren't aware of or like a new sense of awareness. So that was the first entree into this. And we have been dealing with that ever since. And the experience of that is a very deep um, movement for all of us. And each component of this arrangement, first that moon in Scorpio, then the moon in Aquarius and you know the full moon, all of this has been a recognition of what we need to act upon ever since the realization of two weeks ago. So two weeks ago was a something and whatever it is for you, it was one thing for me and something for somebody else and everybody had something show up and then things got more complicated as layers of it became revealed to us. And we've had to deal with each piece of the puzzle and what we're supposed to do. So for example, if you got information or became aware of something as Mars and Uranus will do, they will raise awareness. If you raised awareness about something or your awareness was raised, then suddenly the pieces that would complement that awareness or help you to um, move through that awareness and take action, those things all surfaced over the last couple of weeks ever since the Mars Uranus. And now we've got Sun and Saturn and I, I, I've quite had just quite enough. Thank you very much. And I think for right now, this is going to be the, the, um, the moment when we don't have a whole lot of, you know, more of these stressful things. There's going to be more smoothness this week as things move. 
the moon's going to go into Taurus um, at the end of the week, but that's okay because, you know, it's everything is moving away from that arrangement, that big fixed, uh, fixed sign arrangement with Uranus and Saturn and Mars. And Mars has just like really been, I think, just an irritant in it, as Mars often can be. It, it, it irritates us until we take action. It's like, I'm itchy, we'll get the calamine lotion or get an allergy pill or do something about the itch, right? So if you're itchy and you, you know, sometimes when you've been, when you've experienced a rash or an allergy, what happens? You itch, you itch, you itch. Okay, now I have to take an, an, an allergy pill if that's what we need. Well, right now we need the allergy pill. So, um, and it's been an exhausting time. It's been one thing after another. So I'm ready to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some sleep, some rest and some real softer, softer aspects. Now, one of the things that was softer today was that the Mars, which it's been in Taurus, is making a very nice trine to Pluto at the end of Capricorn. And so Earth planets like each other, they're, you know, they're in this Earth sign situation and saying there's a way out of this. And anything that Mars did, like when it was getting connecting originally with Saturn and then with Uranus and then a part of that full moon and, you know, with the, the moon in Scorpio and then the moon in Aquarius. Mars is now talking to Pluto and Pluto's a power planet and this is a power aspect. And they can have a nice conversation and be like, there's things to do and it's not so hard. And maybe there was drama, maybe there was, there were tears, maybe there was like a lot of anxiety or anxiousness that happened in the last couple of weeks, but now we're moving out and it's like, okay, I know what I need to do. And I just, I can't, I can't hide any longer. I've got to do what I've got to do. So that's it. And there is a reason for everything. And we have to know that everything's happening for our highest. Now, a lot of things don't look like they're happening in our highest, do they? Like if you have an accident or if something happens that is not pleasant, it's like, what the hell is this for? And you have to recognize what the, what the, the payoff of that is. You have to, otherwise you just get angry and bitter. And so there's always something in a silver lining some way. So this is what, this is what we have to do. We have to like shift our perspective, shift our perspective and think about what is, um, a, you know, what is really the message in all of this and what is the payoff in all of it and where can we really learn from the experience and grow and evolve and elevate from the experience. So that's, that's part of this. Um, so then as we move through the week, uh, we're going to have Tuesday, the 16th, we have Mercury trining Uranus and that's good too. So that's like more smoother information. It's not a square, it's a trine. So these trines are very lovely. They're smooth energy. They're helping us along. Mars trine Pluto, Mercury's trining Uranus. This is good. And Mercury and Uranus give us brilliance and genius, and that's that's really a smart aspect. And if you have Mercury and Uranus in your chart, then you will feel this, and you'll say, hey, I've got some new ideas, or I've had a new thought about this, or this is really, I see a way through this situation. And that's what trines help us do, see the opportunities. And what we're supposed to be doing now is seeing the opportunities in our lives, no matter how hectic they've been the last two weeks. 
And so Mars and Pluto and Mercury and Uranus are doing exactly that. Now, what's interesting about this is in astrology, we call these lower octaves and higher octaves. Mars is the lower octave of Pluto. Pluto is the higher octave of Mars. Mercury and Uranus are the lower and higher octaves of each other. Uranus is the higher octave octave of Mercury, and Mercury is the lower octave of Uranus. It's like an echo, you know, and the echo gets stronger when you get into the outer planets. Venus and Neptune are the same way. It's Venus and Neptune as far as, you know, that echo. And so, so we are expecting smoother sailing this week, and then 18th of August, Thursday, we have Venus trying Jupiter. Hurrah! In fire signs. So if we have some get up and go, that's going to give us some smooth uh, steps forward. And that's a really good, that's a lovely way for the week to start to mellow out at the end of the week. You know, there may be a lot of activity with Mercury and Uranus and stuff, but, but this is a very pleasant, beautiful relationship between Venus and Jupiter. And they both are fiery in where they are, Venus is in Leo, Jupiter is in Aries, and they want to really give us some support. And that's when you can reach out to your friends and get support, Venus and Jupiter. And when you can say, hey, I made it. I, I did what I needed to do this week, and I got lots, lots done. So this is all, this is all really positive. So one of the things that's... Um, interesting that's going to happen this week now that we need to talk about is that Mars is going to enter Gemini at 3.56 a.m. on Saturday the 20th, and that's next Saturday, so it's almost a week away, and it's going to be right before we meet again on this podcast. However, this is, you know, this is the big story. (laughs) The big story. What story? We got to sit up and pay attention next Saturday. And thankfully, it's a Saturday and we have some more time, maybe without so many phone calls and emails. Maybe we have a little more time to spend looking at Mars in Gemini because Mars in Gemini is going to look back at us till next March, okay? Till next March. And you're like, Deb, what? Yeah, so here's here's the, the gist of it. Um, Mars is going into Gemini, and it's going to spend, now it was in Gemini in early 2021, but by the time it finishes Gemini, it'll be two years really since it was, um, so it was probably March or so in 2021, and when it leaves in 2023, it'll be about two years that transit will be. So this is profound. Why? Because Mars is going to do its little retrograde that it does every two years. Now, the last time Mars went retrograde, it was really entangled in 2020 with that collection of planets in Capricorn. Mars was squaring, challenging aspect, in from Aries, its own sign, to Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto in Capricorn. And that was big and profound and all sorts of stuff happened back and forth. Mars did this three times. And it was, there were turning points in a lot of people's situations in their lives. Um, Where did you take power? Where did you have to like step forward and take your power back? Very important. I know I had to reach in and find my power 
in a number of ways that time and it was it wound up being really really powerful so this is not going to be so much like that because we're not dealing with Pluto we are dealing with more we're probably gonna deal more with Neptune and stuff but not very much not right now Mars will go into Gemini which is the sign of communication it is Mercury sign it it talks big Mars will talk big so you know maybe there's a little self-promotion involved here um, and Gemini is where we communicate it's our neighborhood it's the people in the neighborhood it's the guys in the neighborhood it's how we communicate with our neighbors our friends our everything and one of our experiences with Mars and Gemini is a duality so there's this and that and forward and backward and not necessarily opposites but duality and how does the duality exist in our life can we embrace the duality and the duality that we hold and the duality that we connect with and the experience of duality in our lives can you hold both energies the yes and the no the maybe and the it's possible or the not so maybe and and instead of choosing one and choosing sides and being divided, how do we find the experience of duality and embrace it, okay? And that's going to be the exercise while Mars is in Gemini. What are the dual things in our lives? Um, you know, there's lots of that. Why do we have to be more one than the other? Now, Libra is the sign of balance, but... Mars and Gemini is going to ask us to look at where things might not be in balance and, and where we can hold two ideas, two thoughts, two methods of doing something in our life. So that's part of it. And the thing is that Mars will retrograde October 30th and stay retrograde until mid-January and then go forward at about eight degrees of Gemini. So we are looking at a long haul of Mars and Gemini. And we're looking at a long experience of the workings of our brain, the workings of how we think, how we communicate, what's the best way to communicate. Mars and Gemini is interesting. They can be very direct. Hey, you know what? Blah, blah, blah. Right? So they're going to tell you what they think. And people are going to want to say what they think without thinking. Okay? Well, my opinion is this. And going to be a lot of opinions, lots of opinions flying around the ethers, lots of opinions. And one of the things that's so interesting about that is that we have to hold all the opinions. And, you know, again, it's not about being divided. It's about sort of holding all the, the possibilities. And I always like a world of infinite possibilities for sure. But one of the important things about this is that we have to really connect with where Mars is in our charts. And now if you're in Aries, this is going to be important for you because you are ruled by Mars. And whenever Mars goes retrograde, Aries is like, man, you know, I can't assert myself the way I'd like to, etc., etc. Because none of us can really, but for Aries, it might be a little, little harder they want to move forward. They want to interject. They want to get in there. They want to initiate. And a lot of times with Mars retrograde, it's just not the right time to initiate. And you're like, but I've been waiting. Yeah, get it done now. Get it done now. If you have things to initiate, 
Do them before October 30th. Please do them before October 30th because you don't want to start something new between that time, the October 30th and the mid-January. Get things up and running. Um, maybe you need to do a job search. Maybe you need to uh, put up a project. Maybe, whatever it is, work on it now. Get it rolling. And then by the time October 30th comes, maybe you're in the flow of it. And obviously, life doesn't stop but Mars Gemini retrograde asks us to go back and look at what we've done and where we've been confident and maybe overconfident or we told something that maybe wasn't as clear as we'd like it to be and maybe the information we're getting isn't as clear as we'd like it to be. Maybe our communication needs to get better and Mars is going to show us how to improve that and putting ourselves out in the world um, brand new needs to happen before the retrograde. Anything initiated during a Mars retrograde, it usually doesn't like catch fire. That's a good word. Catch fire, catching fire. Um, it doesn't, you know, blossom the way we'd like it to. So I always have my sets of do's and don'ts and you've probably heard me say them and I'm going to write a blog about this too. And you'll hear me say them there. I can't say them enough. So many people don't listen to me when I say to them, do not start a brand new, totally new relationship with someone you've never met before. Um, don't expect it to go somewhere, okay? Now, it might be somebody you're going to work with. Well, Mars is about work. Sure, it's about asserting yourself and working and being out in the world and being confident. Um, but especially a physical, intimate one, okay? Because Mars is about physicality. Mars is about uh, passion, you know? So... You want to start that before October 30th, unless you just want to have fun. If you're counting on something to become something and you're excited about it, great. But it needs to, it needs to happen outside of the Mars retrograde, either before or after. Now, it's, it's a tricky, tricky thing. And this is one of the trickier things. When people come see me or talk to me and they say, hey, what do you mean I shouldn't start a relationship for the next two and a half months. <laughs> well, if you're in one, great. If you're in one already and you are looking out at, you know, what, what's been accomplished in the relationship, where do you want to go next? What's your direction? Direction is a big Mars thing. Get in the car and go. Where do you want the relationship to go? Well, that's what Mars retrograde is about. Where do you want that relationship to go? And where do we want the experiences of the past to not come back and haunt us, okay? Where do, do we not want that past experience to come back and haunt us? That's something to be aware of, be aware of during Mars retrograde. Like, I made this mistake before, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And it asks us to take our time and put the brakes on a little bit so that we can observe ourselves and observe what we're doing and the action we're taking and where maybe the action needs to shift a bit or change a bit. Great. But it's not really something where I would say take brand new action with a brand new business or brand new relationship with a brand new person under Mars retrograde. This is a repeat. This is a review. This is the re's. Remember the re's. Everything that gets happening during a retrograde involves a re, a review, a revisit, 
a reconnect, and yes, a reconnect. So that may mean a former partner, passionate partner, may come back to see you. And you may run into them, or they may be there all of a sudden on your email, on your phone. Where did they come from? Well, it's Gemini, right? <laughs> so somebody reaches back for you. You might hear from somebody you used to work with, too. I mean, it depends on where Gemini is in your chart. If it's in a workhouse, you might say, oh, I really want to reconnect with these people over a project. Maybe we can work on this together. That's good. That's okay because it's a reconnect and it's people you know and you might well trust them if you're going to work with them again. So this is something very important to pay attention to. Don't worry. We're going to talk about this a lot because it's going to go on for a while. But um, one of the things that's going to happen is that, you know, Mars will station and it's going to station at the end of October as we get to almost holiday season, when we get to Halloween and all, and we get to that point where, you know, this is the this is the other thing. This is like the Christmas shopping time. All happens under Mars retrograde, and people are going to be, like, getting things. And, you know, it's not as much as Venus. Like, when Venus goes retrograde, like it was last Christmas, um, like, you get things that you don't use or something like that, or something happens that's not comfortable during Venus retrograde, something socially uh, awkward during Mars retrograde, um, you know, or Venus retrograde. So Neptune um, at the end of October will still be retrograde, and it will be at a place where Mars will square it sometime in October. So Mars is going to square uh, Neptune about the second week of October. And it's going to stay hanging out there around Neptune and square and then go back and square again. So Mars will square Neptune about three times. Now remember, Neptune is the planet of the ethers, the vision, the unknown, the shadows, the fog. And so it's, it's intuition and insight. We're going to have to use a lot of that. And be very cautious with a Mars that's... Well, it'll be stationing. It won't be retrograde yet, but after the retro, it'll do it three times. Once direct, second time retrograde, third time direct. And when it does this, you know, square to Uranus, uh, Neptune, sorry, Uranus on the brain, Neptune, when Mars squares Neptune, it's going to be a lot about, you know, paying very close attention to information we're getting, to who's delivering the information, is it trustworthy information, and what action should we take as a result of that information, if any. Because, you know, Neptune and Mars are slippery. They are slippery when they are together. And so as we get closer to that, we'll discuss it. But just be aware of that. Um, and, you know, very important, very important as Mars and Neptune get together three times. Whenever there's a retrograde and there's a planet that's doing the, the business, the retrograde, and it affects an outer planet or Saturn, Three times we sit up and pay attention. So it's going to be something about Mars and Neptune. Okay? So that's been, that's been something. That's going to be something. So that's going to happen Saturday. So this is the last week of Mars in Taurus. The last week of Mars in the fixed sign. Gemini is a mutable sign, which means it's a flexible sign. And so the fixed energy will lighten up 
and Mars is not going to go back into Taurus, so it will go into Gemini, stay in Gemini, retrograde in Gemini, all its business in Gemini. And so this is really about the the getting out of that fixed uh, fixed sign uh, kerfuffle and out of the mud and like being more flexible. This isn't the way it has to be. Like when Mars is in fixed signs. This is the way it has to be. I know it needs to be. It needs to be this way. It's not perfect. Don't worry about it. Let it move into Gemini. Let's move forward. Okay. And that's the thing. Gemini's the road. Gemini's the, you know, the the highway. The the well, maybe Jupiter's the highway. Sagittarius, but Sagittarius is more the the airplane, the airport. <laughs> but we're driving on the road. It's the neighborhood. It's driving around. You know. And Mars is the car. So what car? What does your car look like? What does it look like driving in that car? And Mars is a very um, ambitious planet. It doesn't like to sit back and do nothing. Well, not nothing, but you know, it doesn't like to step back. It likes to keep going forward. This is another time to not buy a new car when Mars is retrograde. Buy it before or after. So if you need a new car, hurry up and get one. If you don't need a new car, get a tune-up. Get it all taken care of before October 30th. Okay, so more on that. That's going to be the highlight of the next few months. Well, we're, we're getting there. Okay, so then next Sunday, the 21st, Mercury will oppose Neptune. Mercury is in Virgo, and it is going to oppose Neptune, which is in Pisces. Mercury loves to be in Virgo, and it's been in Virgo for a little while now, and it's, it's happy in Virgo. Neptune is all about insight and intuition. Mercury is not. Mercury is like details and facts and figures and numbers and math and spreadsheets, and that's certainly Mercury in, in Virgo. When it opposes Neptune, something funny happens. We're asked to pay attention to intuition, to insight, to subtle messages we get, to hunches, not to be so reliant upon the detail and the fact, okay? Virgo loves facts, details, information. One of the things we have to step back on is this, you know, need for information and data. We have to step back and listen to the gut, the insights, the intuition, the place where it all um, happens first before it manifests itself in the world, okay? It happens in the ethers, in the quantum field first, and then it comes out into the world. So if you have a hunch about something, pay attention to it, write it down, keep a little journal or, or a pad with your hunches, your insights, your intuitions, because then you can use them later when they manifest, okay? So, and it's a great time to meditate and try to manifest something, okay? Great time to start meditation practice, great time to just be and let your mind float and quiet the mind down. So as Mars is going into Gemini, I'm saying quiet the mind down. Maybe this is a great thing to do because Mars and Gemini can be a little agitating. And so starting a meditation practice, something regular, even if it's 20 minutes a day, would really help just sort of keep that Mars and Gemini in check as we go through it these next months with Mercury learning from Neptune how to still the mind. The other thing is that next Monday, the sun is going to go into Virgo. So this is the last week of Leo. So again, by the end of the week and the early part of next week, we are going to start feeling less fixed sign kerfuffle into more mutable, flexible energies. Okay, so that's important to note. 
And right now the moon is in Aries. It's going to stay in Aries. It's going to go void in Aries after it squares Pluto on the 16th Tuesday at 4.18 p.m. on Tuesday Eastern Time. Then it will enter Taurus oh, about six hours later, 10.22 p.m. Eastern Time. Then it's going to stay in Taurus, the moon, where it's exalted. It'll be in Taurus. It's going to make a connection with Uranus, of course. And uh, that will be on Thursday when it conjuncts Uranus. And that'll be 10.20 a.m. Eastern Time. It will stay in Taurus. It, it will conjunct Mars at the very end of Taurus at 7.06 a.m. on Friday the 19th when it will go void and then enter Gemini really exactly an hour later. 7.06 a.m. it will go void, 8.06 a.m. it will go into Gemini. And so we have a lot of Gemini planets, a lot, then Mercury going into, uh, you know, st going into that opposition with Neptune. And so there's a lot of mutable activity next week. So that's, I think that's a little more flowing and easier to take. So, and that's about it. So if you would like to get in touch with me for any astrological advice or session, my website is thegoldenastrologer.com and you can put a session together for yourself um, from all the various things I offer and just click on book online. And I am going to start running a special until August 31st, which is Reiki, my 5D Lemurian Reiki. You can read more about it under uh, sessions on my website. And I am normally charging $200 for a 90-minute session where we talk and we do the Reiki and then we talk again and we sort out what you wanted to work out and and where we can like move energy because that's what Reiki does. It helps move the energy and clear old emotional patterns and so much more. But um, I'm going to charge a 50% discount. It's going to be a $100 session for the next two weeks. Now, you can book a session in advance and save it for, you know, three weeks from now, six months from now, whenever. You can do that. And I'm also going to offer a package of three sessions for $300. And that's, you know, that's two more sessions for only another 100 bucks. So that's great. $300, three sessions to have anytime you want. Okay? Fantastic. And those are available and up on my website right now on the book online section of my website. I'm on Instagram at uh, The Golden Astrologer. And I give a lot of information during the week. I write things. I give um, video about what's going on. I made one today. You can go have a look. And I'm also on Twitter at Deb Astrology. I don't use it as much as I used to, to be quite honest, but Instagram is more often where I am. Um, the other thing is, if you are interested in Reiki, learning Reiki, you can also book those sessions on my website at Book Online. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a beautiful evening, and I wish you much health, happiness, and I give you gratitude for showing up and listening to this lovely podcast every week. So much gratitude, love to all, have a beautiful week, and see you again soon.